podcast. This is episode number 58. Tonight we're talking about Bioshock, which was Steve's pick from a couple, what is it, about a month ago? No, longer than that. Maybe two months ago, yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute. Our uh, schedules are, we always like end up adding something that pushes something back. And Well, it was like Christmas and the year-end show and, you know, it's just at that yeah. time of year, I guess. Yep, but, now, uh, but we're finally talking about it. Mondo's first time playing it. I'm your co-host, Todd. You already heard Steve. Here's Mondo. Hello. What's up? Welcome back, bitch. You're the bitch, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh-uh. Steve, are you excited? It's fucking Bioshock. Yes, I am very excited. I mean, as revealed in uh, our, what was it, our decade episode, it was my um, second favorite game. Well, it's my second favorite game of all time, so spoiler alert. Uh, of out, all time? Out, yeah, outside of like just Minecraft is the only one that's higher, um, So, which obviously will make it my highest game of the next decade we do, because this is this game's old. Like, you know, it's 15 years old, so... Shocking. I'll yeah. say that much. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about how, how it aged, but uh, I'm excited to finally do this one. It's one I had in mind for a long, long time. He's been uh, He's been eagerly waiting like a little schoolgirl. He's yeah. been... Excited! It also gave me a chance to replay it. Right, it's like just giving me an excuse to go. And I never played the um the remastered edition, so it was cool to check that out as well. I know you were excited because you would send in the chat. You would say, "I can't wait for you to get to the twist. I can't wait for you to get to like repeatedly." And I'm like, "What's the fucking twist? I'm afraid if I'm gonna miss it or something." I didn't miss it though. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk because it's the first time, like Todd said. But uh. Bitch boy Todd back. Welcome yeah, back, so sir. Kind, if you'd be so kind, can you um uh oh. I'm just kidding. I was gonna put a curse on you. No, shout out to the <laughs> to the game nights. We've had like two game nights. Oh yeah. That was, I'm like, talking about that on our our what very works. Fun. Right, we'll, we'll save it, but it's a fun time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The best, the best multiplayer experiences I've had, I think, in gaming history. Um, but yeah, quick uh before we get started with the show though, I uh, just wanted to say thank you once again to our boy Chuck. Who filled in uh for totters while he was gone uh chuck thank you again man i appreciated it and i know everyone enjoyed that that smooth tennessee voice um but we're all back with the three of us are back together um so let's jump into a little bit of news real quick um i'm not sure if i talked about this i know we got the trailer for the uh into the spider verse uh the sequels that are coming out um something that i thought was really cool obviously there's going to be a lot of different spider-mans in this movie but to know that the Spider-Men from the Insomniac game are going to be a part of it, I thought it was pretty fucking cool. So we're going to see Peter Parker and, and Miles Morales from the uh, PlayStation games that are going to be inside. There'll probably be a brief little cameo of them walking by, but I think it's pretty cool. Uh, Steve, I think we, you and I may have talked about it off chat, but for the show, Thunderbolts is going to be uh, filming soon. What do you think about them bringing back the celestial Tiamat as part of like one of the rumored core plot points in this movie. Yeah. So the, the rumor is that uh, the celestial, which, you know, we saw at the end of Eternals being kind of frozen and turned into an Island is going to have some kind of element on it. That's going to be as valuable to the world as, uh, you know, adamantium, or maybe it might even be adamantium. They're because, saying it's gonna be adamantium yeah, because that that would be the way to bring that into this. You know, so uh, yeah, it's exciting. You know, I'm I like it because it it's continuity, right? I always like continuity, Correct. and I like sto- stories moving forward. It's a complaint I often have when I watch movies is I'm fucking tired of going backwards because so <laughs> many shows and TV 
and movies they go backwards i'm tired of go- i don't want to go backwards yeah. i want to go forward you know star wars is backwards and most of marvel right hey, now hey, is hey. backwards no blasphemy out of your fucking mouth no but like it's, it's good but i, 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 I want to see the story progress you know i like i know what's going to happen kind of right because i know the fate of some characters and it's correct no I'm, I'm excited i think it's cool that and it'd be even better if they it's adamantium because that just opens up a whole other Ballgame. I know our boy Todd is pretty indifferent to it all. I don't think he's watched a fucking show or movie in like a year. I'm just eating rice cakes while you guys talk about Marvel. Oh, you eat rice cakes, dude? Like rice cakes are bomb. What are you talking about? They're plain as fuck, dude. They're disgusting. Well, if you eat the fucking like plain rice cakes, you freak. You got to get caramel or something. <laughs> They're gross either way. Um, did you guys ever catch the movie with Michael B. Jordan called uh, fuck? What is it called? Uh, without Drum remorse. Line. Not oh. drumline without remorse <laughs> on Amazon. No, no, <laughs> that's Nick Cannon. Stupid, <laughs> you're an idiot. Oh, shit. well, Michael B. Jordan is to star in a Rainbow Six movie, uh, that's coming out soon, directed by Chad uh Stahelski, the basically director of John Wick. Uh, without remorse is pretty much uh the first movie in this, I guess, trilogy that's coming out. Michael B. Jordan is a fucking beast. I love him as an actor. Um, to see actor, him, dude. absolutely, dude. Um, I mean, I loved him in the movie Without Remorse. I think that it was a little bit, I don't know, it was the best kind of war type movie I've ever seen. Um, but him in it just made the fucking movie for me. So to see him coming on a sequel for it, Rainbow Six, especially, um. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? You guys, big heavy Rainbow Six players back in the days. I'm still a heavy. Well, I've last last I played was maybe two years ago, but I was really into the latest one too. I love Rainbow Six, but yeah, I used to play it. What was it? New Vegas, I think was. Um, was that the best one that everyone loved? 360 version. I, I like I, I like so. New Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like the series. Yeah, I've never really sat down and played on Rainbow Six. You guys already know what my favorite Tom Clancy game is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm eager to see Michael B. Jordan um, in, in this cool CIA operative type role again. Uh, for you Power Ranger fans, uh, for that, for those of you who grew up with them, I know, Steve, you kind of missed out on that uh, nostalgia. Uh, but Netflix is going to have a 30th year anniversary special on April 19th. Um, it's going to be basically a movie and the original uh, Black Ranger and Blue Ranger will be reprising their roles. That's Walter Emmanuel Jones and David Yost. Kind of sad we're getting this because of the Green Ranger, you know, passing away and stuff. But seeing the featurette that they put out for this, it looks fucking cool. I mean, original Putty Patrol. Um, I know Rita Repulsa is still um, alive and stuff. So I'm, I'm interested to see it. Are you going to catch Red, it, Todd? Uh, maybe. Red Ranger's in some legal trouble, right? uh austin st john or whatever yeah i think he was he was like a firefighter but then he like didn't they like beat someone up or some shit or i don't remember he he's like tax problems like 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 money laundering or some shit like that oh shit yeah i don't think he's gonna be yeah i know that they're gonna have various cast members from different shows reprising their role so i don't think he's one of them i think the og ones are gonna be the black ranger and blue ranger so I wish they would have got Amy Jo Johnson because, come on, let's face it, Amy Jo Johnson got a lot of love from us uh, fans when we were of age. <laughs> so yeah, her, her and Zena, man, we're like, oh my god, hey, do do the Zena cry. Oh wait, your mouth is stuffed. Never mind, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't Zena. <laughs> uh, last couple do things. Z, do, do, Z, Z, I ain't got no Zena. <laughs> I didn't go. 
uh dead space remake is dropping the week that we're recording this episode and i was on the fence about whether to get a physical or digital copy thankfully sony is doing a vanity horse special for me because they're going to have exclusive vanity sets if you digital don't get any it. copy you're not going to play it right now <laughs> well i mean i'll have it there just like callisto protocol just sitting there until i get to it so um i'm really eager to see the difference and changes they made to this game it's getting a lot of positive um reviews or a, a lot of positive things being said about it so eager to jump into some dead space <coughs> spoiler um and last but not least there's a lot of fucking marvel stuff that's being starting to film and stuff right now we got agatha of westview i think it's called now um we're having thunderbolts captain america 4 all kinds of shit so todd be ready dude because 2024 is going to be hopping with even more Marvel stuff aside from this year alone. You guys, I got anything you want to add to that? That's the last bit I had. John Walker wasn't wrong. That's all I'll add. He's going to be in Thunderbolts. Are you going to watch that one at least? I'll watch it because he wasn't wrong. <laughs> Fucking Todd, our resident uh, antagonist. <laughs> all right. Well, we alluded to it earlier here on the intro, but what watched? What played? What have you been reading? Who wants to take it first? I'll Me? Go. So Steve, go yeah. get it, Steve. I never usually start these, so I'll start it. But I'll say I'll save the uh, multiplayer for one of you guys since you did both nights. I only did one of them. Uh, so what I've been playing, uh, not nothing, you know, too exciting. I Bioshock took a while, and I played some Dreamlight Valley, which I've talked about before. But I have started Halo Infinite uh, campaign on Legendary with my friends, and that's been a fucking blast. Uh, play, just playing with your friends in that game just makes the game way way better. Uh, you know, one of my friends was talking to his son, and he said his son asked him like, "Why are you so good at the game?" And he's like, "Because I've been playing for twenty over twenty years." And I, I that like took me back. I'm like, "Fuck, that's true. I have been playing this fucking game for over twenty years. That's fucking crazy." When you, shit, when you think about dude. it, like how much Halo I've played over twenty years. God, that's that was like. I, I felt the gray hairs like just fucking fizzling out of my head. <laughs> just thinking about it so yeah it's crazy but i'm really enjoying that um as far as movies go i got four that i'm gonna briefly talk about i don't remember if i talked about this on the last episode you can tell me mondo can i talk about the wonderful ice cream suit no okay so i watched him so on uh, my other podcast the horse squad podcast we did a long time ago a retrospective for um oh my god uh Stuart gordon and I wanted to finish his entire filmography, and that was the goal. So I did all the horror ones for that episode, and then I started watching kind of his non-horror ones. I had one left, and I couldn't find this fucking movie anywhere. Uh, it's called The Wonderful Ice Cream Suit. I've never heard of it before, and finally I found it on uh, YouTube, of all places. So I'm like, I'll watch it. Stuart Gordon, good director, so why not, right? It's about uh, four Mexican guys who don't have a lot hey, of money. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. It's, it's going to be a compliment. <laughs> Four Mexican guys, they don't have a lot of money, and they're down on their luck, so they somehow find each other and put their money together to buy one super nice, like, white suit. And with the deal that they each get to wear it for one hour, that's five guys, it's five Mexican guys, sorry. They each get to wear the suit for one hour, and then it tells their story of what they go do with that hour, with that, like, amazing suit. And it's really fucking funny, and I did not see it coming. Uh, it's not, like, the best movie ever, but if you can find it, it's an enjoyable ride. It's, like, a lighthearted, 
uh, kind of comedy. And uh, yeah, it was a nice surprise. So I was glad to finish his filmography with something like this. Next one is one Mondo. I know it's one of your favorites. It's a little movie called Biodome. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so I, I remember liking Biodome. It's probably one of my favorite Pauly Shore movies. And I saw it on Tubi. Did and you like, just see that? Oh, no, Did you just on, see hold that? On, hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, Did you just, just see that? It's Catter. Oh. It's Catter. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it flying all over me. Um. So, yeah. So, I watched Biodome. I, I remember really liking it. You know, I watched it a lot when I was young. And I got to say, fuck, this movie does not hold up well. Uh, it is legitimately the two most obnoxious characters, like, maybe ever put the film put together. Stephen Baldwin. Uh, it plays the opposite Polly Shore, and they are just the worst. And it is an hour and fifteen yeah, minutes of all them you being have to say the worst, and then fifteen minutes of them being like somewhat decent. Yeah, it's bad. Like I, I'm, I'm sad. It's one of those I probably should have left to the past, and I didn't, and now I kind of regret it because now I don't, I can't say I like that movie anymore. <laughs> which Baldwin? Which Baldwin was it? Stephen? Uh, St- Stephen Baldwin, the failed one. He's not the one that was in from Vampires with. Uh... John Carpenter's Vampires, right? No, that's Billy that Baldwin. Fuck, like there's too many Baldwins. Which one was in Backdraft? Uh, was that Alec Baldwin? Did, did I don't Backdraft? fucking know, man. There's, yeah. was, there's too many fucking well, Baldwins. Stephen Baldwin's the failed one, so no one cares about him. After making this movie, I, I can see why. Damn, um, the failed one. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what I'm labeling him as uh, going forward. Uh, another one that I watched is um, Zorro. So... For some reason, Letterboxd put this uh, movie, this one's from 1975, mixed in with The Mask of Zorro and The Legend of Zorro, the Antonio Banderas ones, as a a series. So I had to complete this fucking series. I watched this 1975 Zorro. And honestly, it had a lot of potential because Zorro is really cool. There's some really cool fights. The only problem is there's like no score or very little of it. And the the score that they do have is absolute shit. It's the same song that they play over the entire movie called Zorro's Back and super cheesy. And it was just like super off-putting. <laughs> and it was just, it was a weird movie. So avoid that one uh, if you can. And um, last one is one that I heard was good. And it's Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. It came out last year. Oh, shit. Tom Selleck Indiana Jones clothes. Yeah. Guys, holy fuck. Had I watched this last year, this would have made my top 10. It is fantastic. It is an unexpected... Don't fucking read one thing. Watch this movie and get back to me. It is chock full of fucking Easter eggs, cameos, references... It's very self-referential, self-deprecating. It's bonkers, this film, and it is non-fucking-stop. Now, is the actual story itself great? It's very basic. It's something we've seen before. You know, they have to, like, solve a crime and, they, you know, that kind of stuff. But just seeing, and this is a Disney film, obviously, uh, being Chip and Dale, how they got the rights or the permission to do some of the shit they do in this movie is beyond my understanding, because they take beloved characters and make them crack addicts or fucked up in some other way. And it's just like, wow. Okay. And I just fucking love this movie. It's great. Highly recommended. That's Chippendale, which I watched on Disney Plus. 
I seriously thought you were fucking with us when you said that. Oh, no. And you were going to be like, like, oh, no, I watch Magic Mike instead or something. No, no, no. You, check, you check, got check, me. I checked check, it. Check my letterbox review. It's, it's, it's real. <laughs> I loved it. I just checked it. <laughs> um, I'll jump. I'll jump in here then if you're done, uh, because I had you're speaking about Zorro and bad scores that repeat. Well, I had the wonderful pleasure of watching a torture movie because I suck at fucking trivia. And that great movie was titled Teen Witch off of Tubi. And let me tell you, I turned that on three minutes in. My daughter walked in. She's like, what the hell are you watching, Dad? I said, oh, it's a punishment movie, babe. And she's like, oh, that looks really stupid. I'm like, yeah, I'm three minutes in. I fucking hate Steve already. Um, this movie is not good, uh, but it's actually not terrible. Not completely terrible. I mean, I'm never going to watch it again, but I found joy in knowing that our main actress is actually Ryan Reynolds' sister-in-law and related to Blake Lively. So that kind of helped me a little bit. Um, you've got some really cool uh, other actors in it. I forget what her real name is, but I think her her name in the, in uh, Poltergeist was Tangia. The little at this, ah, this house has been exercised. Zelda? That chick, whatever the fuck her name is, <laughs> but she was in it. Um, but the best part of this movie was Travis from the son-in-law is the heartthrob in here. He was the asshole in the son-in-law, and he is the heartthrob in here. <clears throat> now, this movie, like I said, is bad. It's basically a young girl who gets powers at her 16th birthday, starts using them to like do crazy shit and when i say crazy i mean like i didn't know if this movie was for an adult for a kid for a teenager who's it for because you've got her with a voodoo doll at one point trying to get back at her teacher by making him strip naked in front of the class which was weird it's constantly cited in the movie that she's 15 but she's totally dtf and she wants travis to like do this and she's 15 and they do they do go at it they don't show it but she goes like they go to like this abandoned house and travis is standing there all hot and sexy smoldering for the time era that this is it's such a weird shot and she's like do you want to he's like do you and they start getting down at 15 dude i mean i know we did some crazy shit growing up but to put this on tv i was like holy fuck um, but the movie sucked. There was a song, Steve, in the first 15, 20 minutes that is nothing but we like boys. We like boys. We like and it's in a total cheerleading routine. And it goes on for four to five minutes of just constant repeating um, the rap battle that you alluded to previously was i mean you've got these total white dudes no offense to white dudes but these guys are trying to be like the beastie boys and the whole movie they're just they just rap they just rap that's all they do is rap and one of her friends is like i wish i was that cool so what does she do she uses her witch powers to make her a really cool rapper and they start having a rap battle together fucking cringe so if you want to suffer with me either spew shitty at trivia like i do or go to tubi and watch teen witch it sucked uh real quick uh right now reading i'm reading aliens versus predator rift war which i thought was going to kind of be a boring read but it's actually been pretty fun um they gave like a voice and dialogue and names to some of the predators in this book which again i thought was going to be kind of stupid because you never really see that in the in the movies unless you watch the predator which i'm sorry todd i know it sucked i should have never gave you shit for it um it's actually been a pretty fun read uh, so far. So about halfway done with it, I think, or close to halfway. Um, and last but not least, the fucking gaming this last two weeks have been insanely fun. So I'll 
talk about it a little bit. Um, I'll actually talk about um, the game. I've been playing baseball. I played baseball game with Chuck on Xbox. We played MLB The Show 22. Um, I'm not terribly good at that game by any means. Chuck has like a million hours into it. We played a head-to-head match, Braves versus Dodgers. Was feeling pretty good because I had that early lead. Then fucking that Tennessee tickle comes in, gets a home run, starts beating me. It wasn't until the eighth inning that I came back and uh, ended up winning the game. And it was so exhilarating, so much fun. Um, But there's another game that we've been playing that's been a ton of fucking fun. But I'll let Todd uh, open it up since he's the guy who set that shit up. So over on Discord uh, for less XP, super chill guys and girls come over. It's low key it's fucking fun and you'll have the opportunity to play video games with us and we've been playing friday the 13th uh came out you know about i don't know five years ago or so and it is so much fun steve got out there for one for one night but we ended up playing two nights and oh my gosh dude friday 13th so much fun online yeah with randoms is a terrible experience it's fucking like you, you play once, maybe you'll get lucky and people are chill and cool, but nope, most of the time, 99% of the time, it's fucking assholes that will glitch the game, uh, be Jason, just be fucking fucking off in a corner, not trying to kill you, shit like that. It's awful. But with the dudes, oh my gosh, we were having such a good time just fucking around. We're all in a, a group chat. So uh, we're, you know, as a counselors, we're trying to warn each other oh there's fucking jason uh i got the car part and we're trying to throw off whoever jason is by speaking in code meanwhile jason is fucking talking shit to us um creeping up being silent trying to scare us it's just i had a blast it's um i mean PUBG we did a couple months ago which was fucking fantastic but friday 13th was like a home run yeah. so can't wait to do it again I think Friday Thirteenth is a little bit better because we could get more people in it. As we're PUBG, yeah. we were limited, um, and I think Steve is still the only Jason who got defeated so far. Yeah, I didn't know how to play. <laughs> like I come in, don't know the controls. It doesn't matter. It doesn't play. matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You're the I only one. I wrecked you guys the second time because I knew how to play. Yeah, you, yeah, you fucking did. <laughs> oh man, but uh, super fun. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's fun because like I played that game six years ago. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't get into it. And now it was like, finally, I got to actually experience the game that I expected, right? Yeah. You have the to way play it's with meant to be played. Yeah, yep. you have to play. You have to play with it. You cannot play with fucking randoms. It's terrible. Yep. Yep. Um, I also watched a punishment film uh, brought to you by Steve, and it was Double Trouble, a film that I had never seen. Um, it stars these two muscle-bound twins. Uh, rest in peace that one of them passed away uh, during COVID. I don't know if he had COVID, but he passed away during that time. But anyway, these guys are fucking like, think American Gladiators. Get those guys in your head. And this is the them, but they're twins. And they look exactly the same. Um, and one of them's a cop. One of them's like a fucking uh, a diamond thief of all things, right? And they're constantly fucking like just yoked, walking around, fucking wisecracking, um, fucking joking on each other meanwhile Ryder mcdowell of planet of the apes fame uh he's like this crime lord kind of thing and you know they're trying to get to the bottom of it um lo and behold the chief of police uh, allows the criminal brother to carry a gun and serve along his brother and the police force to try to investigate this crime which is completely fucking stupid but you know seems what? legit yeah they're killing people too and it's fine whatever um, you know what? This was not a punishment film. This is a good movie. I had a lot of good time. I had, I had fun with it. Um, 
I if you watch this in a, a group setting, I think it'd be amazing. But even as a solo, it was like still a lot of fun. The guys, the brothers are charming. Um, they're fucking fun to see. And this movie is riddled, riddled with continuity mistakes from t-shirts changing to it's raining outside one scene suddenly it's not um stuff like that it's just so fucking funny my the funniest part <laughs> was when one of the brothers he goes home and he he goes to work out he's you know he's fucking hard day at work he's gonna get jacked again he takes off his shirt and immediately he's all oiled up and fucking pouring sweat i'm like when the fuck did this happen it was just super funny that uh, happens to me too, trouble. dude. I take off my shirt and I'm generating body heat and I'm like, oh, I'm sweaty already. Uh, yeah, but he's jacked though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked it. I gave it two and a half out of five. It was a fun movie. Um, now, another two and a half out of five is The Green Knight from 2021. I know you and uh, Stephen Mona both hated it. I think everyone hated it but Cody. Um, and you know what? Like, I really love the sets, the setting. Uh, the acting was all cool. Like the story, the core of the story was was dope. Like, oh, we're gonna go on a fucking quest. Like, basically, this fucking creature comes to the king's land. He's like, if we need, like, you guys gotta challenge me. And if you hurt me uh, in one year's time, you have to come to my chapel, and I get to repay what you did. And this dumb motherfucker cuts off his head. I'm like, what are you doing, you dumb bitch? Did you not listen to the main thing? Like, if you do what you do to me, I will repeat to you. You stupid idiot. Just nick him on his fucking cheek. So uh, Garvin, Garwin, Garwin, like takes a year um, and he goes on his quest and he starts meeting a bunch of weird fucking people and doing weird shit that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and lo and behold, he meets the fucking the Green Knight, this fucking tree, tree man, and he fucking cuts his head off. And this end of story. Um, did I like it? Yes. But only for the reasons of the setting was cool. The acting was great. The, the props were nice, things like that. I thought the story needed some cohesion, man, because I had to look up a lot of shit, and I felt like an idiot not knowing what was going on. But then I saw, like, a lot of people were confused. So I'm like, all right, I'm not that stupid. You like um, the jizz towel. Oh, there's a jizz towel scene, too. Yeah, I forgot about the jizz towel. <laughs> but uh, that's it for movies. What I'm reading right now, uh, James Rolfe, Angry, Angry Video Game Nerd, his autobiography came out, and I got that for Christmas, and I'm about 120 pages in, and it's really good but you also have to be a follower of james's too like you're not going to care about this autobiography unless you watch angry video game nerd there you go and uh so i highly recommend it if you're a fan if you're not a fan skip it but so far so good and that's all i got sweet one Green more thing still confusing oh what happened last of us we didn't talk about it oh uh, yeah that's what i was gonna get to is our little nerdy recap of the last of us episode one todd you haven't seen it right I watched it. Oh, you watched it? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, know. I, gave, I gave you shit. Remember, I said I wouldn't say it's amazing, and you're like, "Wait, because yeah. you're, you're a bitch," and I said, "Shut up." <laughs> we give each other so much shit that sometimes I forget what it's centered around. But um, I know for me, and I mean, I don't know. I guess spoiler or spoiler free. Spoiler, man. Spoiler, spoiler okay. alert! If you want to watch the show, and especially if you've never played the game, yeah, uh, turn this don't. off for about five minutes. And go play the fucking game. Um, for me, that shit was it was going into it. I kind of think I had those secret reservations that maybe you guys might have had. Where are we really gonna get the Joel we know from the game? Are we really gonna get his brother Sarah? Um, obviously the casting is different than the game, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. 
the minute this the minute the guitar started playing i was like i'm okay i'm feeling it. i'm getting these chills and seeing these characters be expanded on seeing some creepy shit in the background like the fucking grandma who we already suspect is infected but then you see her in the background opening her mouth and shit i was like oh my god but um it was just perfect it was for me it was like playing the game seeing it live seeing it new bigger set pieces you know it's not just a gas station exploding it's a fucking airliner coming down exploding um and my biggest concern was how do you replicate what it what is inevitably going to happen with joel and sarah in the beginning because that game is one of the most powerful moments in gaming that i've ever played i never thought it could be repeat repeated or have the same effect to me that shit had the same effect that it did in the fucking game. It was perfect. I enjoyed it. I loved all the little callbacks, the little cool things in it. Um, I haven't seen episode two yet, but as far as episode one goes, for me, Pedro is Joel and Bella is Ellie. Yeah, I mirror all that. I mirror all that. I'm I'm still not sold on Ellie. Um, I think, you know, time will tell with that one. But they nailed the setting. Um, it looks fucking, it looks great. It looks fucking great, and uh, Pedro is fucking excellent as Joel. Um, his brother, I forget his name, but played Tommy. Excellent. That opening scene was cool. Gabriel Luna. There you go. Uh, he was in Terminator, wasn't he? Terminator, and he was Ghost. He was Ghost Rider in the uh, Shield series. Yeah. Cool. Um, but what I'm liking too is like they're giving a little bit more backstory to certain things than the game because I'm like, ah, oh, if I, you know, like if it's gonna be exactly like the game, I want that, but then I want more. But I don't want them to change too much. And so far, episode one, it's a really good balance. <clears throat> um, but I'm still not 100% sold. I still like it a lot. But Ellie, something about it is rubbing me the wrong way. Um, so I am kind of in between you guys. Uh, I like, it's like the perfect balance of, you know, giving what we want from the game and actually like adapting the game, but also giving you more like uh, Todd said, and that's great because that's the biggest complaint I have with all fucking video game movies or TV shows is that they stray too far from the games. We want to basically see the game put on screen. And this one is almost shot for shot in some in certain scenes. Right. And that's amazing. But they also add more. That's exactly what we want. We want the game with a little bit more context because they have the time and it's a different medium and everything like that. So uh, that that was super great. Um I agree a little bit on I'm more on Todd's side with the first episode that like I I, re, I liked it and I'm su- I was super interested to see where it was going to go next but I was like it's not like amazing like people are writing this like it's the best show ever you know and I, I I'm I was definitely not there um and the same thing like I think you know that Ellie was just it wasn't working like super perfectly for me but spoiler alert I watched episode 2 today and episode two is a goddamn masterpiece. And now I'm sold on Ellie. So it just took like, more time with that character to really like get, okay, you know what? Now she's Ellie to me uh, for, for this show, you know? And because we actually have time with her and time where they actually interact and stuff like that. And holy fuck, episode two is goddamn amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm like fully in right now. And I can't are wait the, are the see. Clicker, are the clickers worth the wait? Because that's, I like, want to see clickers and... The, like it was like that fucking like guy in um the last samurai perfect just fucking perfect perfect to the clickers uh they're fucking amazing and it's so cool to see them realized on screen and yeah it's 
episode two and it's is pra- it's practicality for the most part too right as far as the effects go yeah so a lot i mean the like the vistas are obviously cg in yeah. for a lot of it but once you get into like the enclosed spaces it's a lot of practical effects and, and, it, and it fucking shows and i yeah it's great honestly i'm i'm really in right now and I, the my only big complaint God damn these weekly fucking episodes. <laughs> yeah, it does like, suck. I just I want to binge this shit so bad. You guys have been spoiled too much. Yeah, I know, fucking I Netflix. Know. Yeah, so, but yeah, yeah, honestly, I'm really in right now, but I'm also a big fan of the game, so it makes sense. Hey, shout out shout out to Nico Parker, who played the role of Sarah in this, who she's also Fandy Newton's daughter, because oh, she, she looks just like her now I think about looks it. Looks just like her, yeah. She fucking was, in that limited capacity she had, she was fucking excellent. And this whole controversy that some may have had of, well, she doesn't look like Sarah from the game, it doesn't fucking matter, because that role, that performance she put, fucking spot on perfect. So, shout out to you, Nico Parker. Um, but that being said, episode two on the horizon for me, Steve, I'm going to fucking send you a message like I just totally shit myself and wet myself because it was so cool. No, I will. will. Yep. <laughs> uh, so listener questions, baby. Let's move on to some questions. Now, I know Tennessee didn't let us down, right? Damn, damn right you didn't. You know? um, right back at it, baby. Yeah. So unfortunately, we don't have his sultry voice for a whole episode, but we do get a little taste, a little amuse-bouche. So, Chuck, what is your first audio question? What's up, Let's XP Geek and Gaming Podcast? Chuck here with a few questions. First question What's a hobby you started but never finished and would love to revisit? Hmm. Solid question. Solid question. I used to like rollerblading, like on the street and shit. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but I used to do it. Uh, I used to love rollerblading, man. I used to rollerblade everywhere, but yeah, try to get sorry. me on those skates. I'll either fucking break them or break something in my body because I'm not made for that shit. Dude, I went to a roller rink like three years ago and I had so much fucking fun. It, it, I, it I is, just right? Skating around and shit. You feel invincible, like I'm yeah, fucking dude. flying, and then your body hurts the next day like no fucking other. <laughs> Uh, uh shoot man. come on widow master I, I know but i have a lot of things i dabble in um i used to wash like, my clothes outside like our our fucking like, ancestors like mother Earth. <laughs> after a hard day of churning butter <laughs> hey you know what <laughs> fucking bitches oh shit my butter's my butter's great and it costs four bucks oh shit uh i don't know man drawing a real big blind collecting collecting pogs or marbles <laughs> no, I, make, making short films oh yeah that's yeah. a good one i would love to do that it's just yeah people right <laughs> you, people, you guys yeah. have the opportunity coming up in may dude no that's too too jam-packed for anything yeah, like that oh, yeah. you can capture some b-roll film short films is fun man like uh putting mr cuddles mondo had a role in that one it's uh it's me as a clown hunting a security guard and we have so occupied much <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we did it we did a couple we did pizza man which is really cool and then the michael myers one was cuddles. pretty cool michael myers i always liked that one. yeah i always liked that lighting that we did with michael in the main, um, on the uh, outside looking in the window yeah because fucking, because that took so fucking long to figure out what the hell we were doing and it just like popped so good on the yeah. on the video when we recorded it that's so, that's yeah. hella fun I want to see Steve's videos. Which one's the one that you got? You accidentally got your uh, friend's nuts in the show. Oh, that was the Mr. Cuddles. Mr. Yeah, Cuddles. Is. The, the Take off your underwear. Guard. Yeah. 
No, I, I, well, we have to see the underwear if he's taking a shit because the shot is underneath the stall. So we see the security guard sit down and take a shit. And he's like, I forgot to bring extra pants. I'm like, well, just do it. I can't see anything. And that is the truth. I cannot see anything on camera. But when I went to the editing room, I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh, this is fucking nuts. <laughs> and I deleted it and never, never told him about it. Uh, I totally listens to this one day. We got Probably. your nuts, D. <laughs> Yeah, and for the record, I think Mondo's a fucking like time traveler because he has not changed. Like he's got a beard. That's basically his changes. He looks the fucking same. That I don't get older, I get wider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was uh so definitely check that out. Another reason to join the Discord, they just posted the link to that. Um for me, yeah, it would also be kind of making films and and screenwriting. Now I'm writing something else right now, but I still miss screenwriting. It's just that's my my brain works as a screenplay not as a any other type of writing so i'm trying to fight that because i i think cinematically i even listen to music cinematically like if i don't have a visual attached attached to to a song i probably won't like be attached to that song you know it's just one of those things i think cinematically so uh both those things are things i i miss and wish i could do more of um so chuck what is your second question when was the last time you felt pure joy? Playing fucking Friday the 13th, the boys. <laughs> that was fun. Chuck's, Chuck's got the deep questions today. I know, dude. In my soul. Next is going to be like, what do you fear about death? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Shit, Chuck. something. Um, pure joy. I mean, that was a blast. But thinking of any other instances. Kids being born. My wife agreeing that to bone. scary, dude. I don't know. Kids are born, man. <laughs> I you wasn't scared. You, did you watch them crown? Um, I got a side view of it happening. No, I won't watch them crown, baby. It was fucking disturbing. You can't look at it the same again, dude. You're like, whoa, that's just like a fucking like the fucking egg opening up in aliens. What the fuck is it going is. on here? It's, I remember one of the nurses was like, Dad, you want to see him? Like, sure. And I looked and I fucking went pale. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> you bitch. What's happening? You are a bitch. You're a bitch, motherfucker. You said he didn't even look. So what are you talking about? I got a side, side view. I'm smarter side than view you. It's not the same, motherfucker whatever pure joy um you know when my uh son scored in basketball he's very competitive he's very hard, hard on himself and he plays a lot of sports um and he did like the the pure joy on his face is pure joy for me so that was mine yeah i'm not gonna go too deep with it <laughs> but like you said like playing video games with friends is always puts a smile to my face you know um going to california and meeting not only listeners but mondo was pure joy meeting Todd, Joe, Aww. Sam, and a bunch of other listeners, Weezerface and um, Missy Lap, and you know, obviously a bunch of stuff like all that stuff was fucking amazing. I got to go with Joe and Sam to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, the last like you know three months of uh, last year it was fucking fantastic. Just for these big moments, and I look forward to seeing a lot of the listeners in Texas. So that'll be another moment of pure joy. Yeah, I got another one real quick. My boy Cabby from work uh, motivated me to get my fat ass running like a few months back uh, last year. And I was finally able to start off as a fucking heavy smoker, basically trying to run a mile to actually finishing it. Uh, it's probably one of the coolest feelings to to run a whole mile at my old ass and fat ass age um, and shaving a lot of time off of my running. So shout out to you, Cabby. Nice. And uh, Chuck, what is your final question? Last question, 
If Rapture were a real place, what kind of vacation package would you expect to see advertised for it? Thanks, guys. Look forward to the episode. Have a good one. Fuck. <laughs> I don't think you got many choices here. <laughs> come, come to Rapture, where you can experience tonics. That's all I Ooh. And I'd be like, cool. Come yeah. fucking dress up like a big daddy and fuck shit up. <laughs> Rapture <laughs> is almost like Westworld. I don't know if you guys watch that show. I did. Like there kind of are seasons. no rules, right? In Rapture, that's the whole point: is that there's no god or government to. But uh, there was, there was some structure before. Yeah, so I, I just advertise it like the ultimate Vegas. You know, come here and have the fun that you can't have on the surface. So that's probably what I would do. We're one step away from the purge, but come hang out anyways. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're assuming that all the bad shit didn't <laughs> happen. You know? Was it happening yet? Yeah, it wasn't happening yet when it first opened. Oh. All right, so up to you, uh, Mondo. What questions right, you got from so the Discord? Chucky, Chucky, thank you for the questions as always, my friend. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it. Uh, we did get a bunch of other questions on the Discord. So thank all you guys for sending them in. The first set are from the homie Asa, Raining Blood 16. If the opportunity came, would you live in Rapture? I wouldn't. I can't this, swim, so I'm this, out. This is pre, like, you know. Yeah, let's like, do pre. Nobody wants to live in it post. <laughs> I wouldn't want to live there. No way. It's too much fucking water, dude. And that's like a horrible way to die when shit eventually hits the fucking fan. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that just because of my fear of sharks and they're underwater. So there you go. Oh, fuck. I want you the shark suite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would totally live there. I think it fucking looks awesome. There's so many like wings and stuff. The city is huge. It's all connected through pipes and shit. You don't have to drive anywhere because you you know you can't. There's no roads. It's just take the bat sphere everywhere. Yeah, it'd be awesome, man. Like I think it'd be fantastic place to live. It looks like a party, like twenty four seven in there. But would you have that same mentality knowing that like right now we're in twenty twenty three and you're going to Rapture and it's nineteen fifty sixty? Why not? It's just a simpler time, right? That's the whole. That's the whole point of Rapture. It's just away from all this bullshit that we have on the surface um okay you know you get you get to go to a place where and that's idealized even more so in infinite when they go to columbia um because that's it's like the ultimate place where you could really kind of enjoy everything so yeah i definitely live in rapture raining blood's next question is skydiving or excuse me what would your job be if you were at rapture I'll just make Cinnabons. How about that? It's something I know how to do. I'll make Cinnabons. <laughs> oh, no, we... I'll be like Pretzy, the pretzel. Come get your pretzels. <laughs> hey, hey, Todd, can I hang out with you? Get away from me, fucking Pretzy. <laughs> uh, I, nah, man. Be security in Rapture. So what do you want, though? Come on. Oh, come on. No, I'll be Sander Cohen's fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be at like admissions, which is like their border. So I'd be like their border service, I guess. <laughs> Just to... you'd, be, you'd be admin, dude. You'd be you'd, leadership you'd be the, there. I'd, no, I'd, the I'd, so. I'd, I'd screen people. Yeah, I'd screen people and do oh, shit, I would. I would love to live in the White House, especially or the White House, the, the Lighthouse, White House. Especially, <laughs> after, especially after watching the Lighthouse with uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, and, uh, it'd probably be exactly like that too. I would. She goes. Yeah. All right, Randy Blood's last question um, is: Would skydiving or scuba diving? 
Um, I can't swim and I obviously can't fly and they're both fucking terrifying, but I think I'll take a uh, scuba diving because at least I have the choice of being in the three foot section and I know I won't drown. Maybe I'll see one fish, but I'm down. Ugh, no, God, no. Uh, let's go skydiving because sharks once again. You're <laughs> I, I'd go crazy. skydiving too because uh, drowning is like one of my biggest fears. I uh, I think that would Scary. be a horrible way to go. If you're like your parachute fails, at least you get a show on the way down. You know, so I think that'd be better. You guys should read some of these um, underwater caving expedition logs mm. where it goes wrong. That should no. be fucking terrifying. Uh, do, do you remember? I, do you know who Cowboy Cerrone is from the UFC? Yes. Yeah, I so, remember. Uh, yeah. Listen to his interview on Rogan where he talks about being stuck in a cave underwater and almost Whoa, running out no. of oxygen. Jesus it's Christ. terrifying. Dude, I told you guys I saw that uh, it, that documentary on Disney Plus about the soccer kids in Taiwan or whatever. They got stuck in the that shit. I'll never fuck. Uh-uh. You say you want to go spelunking? Fuck you guys. I ain't going. Uh, all right, next set of questions. I think we're going to save for after the reviews because they're it's more geared towards the game itself, and that's from Steve's homie. The new guy who's been around since day one, um, Cosmic Apotheosis. Cosmic Apotheosis, you're the first time question asker, but we're going to save them for the end because they're good questions geared towards the game. Yeah, it's, it's not his first time asking questions. He just sent them through me before on Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, so now, now it's this is the first time I see your name, on sir. Discord, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, set of questions from Little, Cord, Little Three Chord Me. What is one project that never came to life? that you are most disappointed about. It can be a movie, a game, a show, or a theme park ride, basically anything that was ever announced but never happened. I got this, it's, and it's super easy for me. And I'm not, I swear, if you had asked me this any episode, it would be the same answer. It just happens to be this episode, and that's Gore Verbinski's Bioshock movie. Uh, there was a rumored $250 million budget. Uh, apparently, they Damn. had it all set up and everything. They'd even cast, um, what's his fucking name? The guy who played Michael Schofield in Prison Break as the uh protagonist and they're all ready to go but uh they got cold feet after something failed i don't remember what movie bombed fucking john carter probably something something bombed and that they took out kind of that whole project and i'm super bummed about it because that would have been fucking amazing the dude from prison breaks that's the same guy that played like uh chris redfield yeah that's right like that. in part four yeah yeah one of those movies yeah yeah uh todd todd what you got um yeah easy Neil Blumkamp, Blumkamp's, sorry, Alien 3. Aliens, um, yeah. Four, five. I, uh, no, he's going to do, do Alien 3, though. He was getting rid of continuity. Gotcha. Um, also, his Halo movie, too, because he did like a 15-minute, yeah, he did like a 15-minute short, which was fucking amazing, man. Yeah. And they got all the blood flowing for Halo is fucking fantastic. So and he, that shit can't. He just made Elysium, which is Halo. <laughs> without yeah, exactly. Which, which I like all his work. Um, Elysium, the fucking robot one, Chappie. Just, good, just, just nine, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, the concept art, Michael Bean coming back is fucking Hicks, which is oh, one of my favorite characters Sigourney of all time. Weaver. It would have been fucking great, but of course, they fucking canned it. Ugh, but we're getting a TV show by Fox, and if it's anywhere near as great as Prey, then maybe we got to hope. And it's set on Earth, which should be really cool. Um, for me, I got to go back to my roots. My first love, Star Wars. Um, as far as like a video game, uh, 1313 which was they showed gameplay at E3. It looked fucking amazing. Um, and then it just never came to fruition. I know that they use a lot of those um, concepts for the Mandalorian since then, because it was supposed to be like a Boba Fett type game, but it would have been really cool to have seen that. 
And then I don't know if you guys remember at once upon a time, George Lucas was pondering doing a prequel type show based around Sidious becoming who he is and how he rose to power. Um, that was going to be one of his first, if I remember correctly, like if he ever delved into shows, that was going to be one of his first shows, love story type falling to the dark side, all that cool shit. I love the idea, especially if someone like uh, Tom Hiddleston would play like a young fucking uh fucking Sidious that would have been fucking cool but those two definitely come to mind I wish we could have got some of those uh, other Star Wars concepts but alas we got some good shit still so um but I think that's all we have well, like I said we'll circle back to the questions um for for the game specifically but trivia is up we had to wait last week here we are so fresh yeah. slate clean Zeros. slate Ooh. I'm scared because I know I'm going to lose again. I'm, I'm not feeling good today, so you have a good you have a good shot tonight. Oh, hey, I, let, me, I, let me lead off. Let me lead off then. All right, go for it. These are all brought to you by Chuck, because um, I Chuck Dasty, and he not only did he cover for me on the last show, he covered for me for trivia tonight. So thanks, Chuck. All right, <clears throat> which song is playing when Marty McFly enters the cafe in Back to the Future Part Two? Mr. Sandman. Oh. No, Incorrect. that's the first song in the first one. Oh, oh, you said the second one. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, beat it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I told Chuck, if you guys did not get that one, I would murder you both. No, I I, <laughs> I, I tried to picture the scene in my head, but uh, yeah. The fucking screen. With Elijah Wood, a young Elijah Wood uh, yeah. appearing. All right, you I'll go next. Your hands, or whatever he says. Yeah. So I'm playing right into Mondo's fucking, uh, you know, interests here, so... Uh-oh, Star Wars? No, another one. Oh. Porn? Okay. Yes. It's porn. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dallas Part 4. Which, <laughs> which famous director made an Assassin's Creed short film based on the events of AC Unity? Oh, it's uh, Trachtenberg. He did Prey. Nope. He looked yep, with the list of Viking. It's what? Blumkamp. He said Neil Blumkamp. No, it's not no. Neil Blumkamp. Which director? Read that to me one more time. Okay. Which famous director made an Assassin's Creed short film based around the events of AC Unity? And I'll give you a hint. It's called French Revolution. Ridley Scott. Wrong. One last guess, Mondo? Uh, Famous director. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say, I don't know. I'm I'm just going to, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The answer is Rob Zombie. He fucking ain't no famous director. What he is? is. He's famous (laughs) at messing things up. Well, he's still famous. It doesn't matter. No, God. So I understand. I I remember. I I watched uh, El Superbisto or whatever the fuck uh, it is. Yeah, there's a long title, and I went to see his filmography to see how like I how much percentage completion I had, and I saw Assassin's Creed there. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I noticed this. I'm like, damn, I've never even heard of this. It's awesome. I'm gonna. I'll find it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to see that. The Haunted World of El Super Bisto. Yeah, it was All right. uh, interesting. <laughs> My first question is a softball. Oh. So get ready. Let me get in the batter's box. Hold on. There I go. Finish this movie quote. Mm. This is our most desperate hour. Oh. Not Damn so it. fun, huh? <laughs> it's, from, uh, it's, it's from A New Hope. Correct. 
I will not confirm or deny anything. Oh, you can confirm it because I don't have it from New Hope. <laughs> Steve might get it though. You start giving little tricks and hints. May the force be with us. No. I don't May the force be with you. You guys done? Yeah. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my oh, only hope. Damn it. Oh, damn it. Fucking shame on you guys. Shame. Oh, wow. Okay. What film had the full support of the Royal Moroccan Army? Christ. Um, Moroccan Army. Legionnaire. Incorrect. <laughs> Expendables? Incorrect. Another shot, or you want to pass? Can we get at least like a decade? Um... Yeah, 90s. The Mummy. Correct. Yeah! Oh, nice. Yeah! yeah. Makes make sense. <laughs> All right. You're on the other wrong side of the river. Hey, oh, Carol! They're totally going to make another one of that, I think. It's, it's, I can't wait. I hope so. It's coming. All right. What's the name of the original studio that made the Fable series? La lines no. Um, Peter Molino. That, that's that. That's the <laughs> I know creative the director of that series. Yes, and I'm only saying original um, uh, studio because it's um, Take Ten that took it over. I think since now, but the original studio that made it. Yeah, they made one, two, three. It's, it's the one with the kid sitting on like the moon. No. No, picture it. Oh, okay. Is it oh, cute? Ubi Quebec? No, it's not. They it wasn't Ubisoft. It's, it's, it's not Ubisoft. No. It's a yeah. studio. Fuck! I want to say something lion, something lion, but I can't remember. All right, you guys give up? Yep. Yeah, you're close, Mondo. It's Lionhead Studios. <laughs> Fuck! I knew it was something lion, dude. I knew it was something lion. All yeah. right, all right. Get ready for this one. Listen closely, okay? Mm-hmm. In this movie franchise, this character's birth name is Giordani Jovanovic. What is the name he is popularly known by? In this series? <clears throat> it is a series. Video game series? It's a movie. It's a movie. Um, Agent Zero. Hitman. No. Uh, uh, don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that movie. <laughs> it's it kind, of, it's kind of like similar. Oh, you guys, come on. My daughter told me that if you guys didn't get this to brag to you, because she got it the first try. Wow. Yeah. Uh, can you just repeat the name one last time? Okay. In this movie franchise, yeah, this character's Jardani Jovanovic. Giardani. What is the name we all know him by? I have no idea. Uh, um... The correct answer is John Wick. Oh, really? Really? How does she know yep. that? Why? Why John Wick? John Wick. John Wick three. Oh, she loves him, dude. <laughs> John Wick three. They reveal his real name. Giordani Giovanni. I, I, I only saw it once. I don't remember that at all. Oh, come on. Parabellum is that Parabellum part three? Parabellum, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like part one. Yeah. Too. All right, Tyler. Yeah. <clears throat> What was the first game ever exported from the Soviet Union to the United States? Tetris. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. I also have a 
classic game question. Oh shit. Who is Mega Man's nemesis? Oh, you fucker. <laughs> you told us this one was. You You should just know yeah, this. I should bro. know this. Red Man. Wrong. No. Dr. Zero. Wrong. Fuck. You guys give up? You gave us so much shit for not knowing this last time. All right. So uh, again, Mondo, you were kind of close. Uh, it's Doc, Dr. Wiley. Dr. Wiley. I got the Dr. Far Wiley. Yeah, okay, the cool. Uh, all right. I think Zero's his dog. <laughs> yeah, one Rush? of those. No, Rush is his dog. Who's Zero? All right. I think there's a Zero so, on there. So we're not a horror, obviously, pod. You guys have the other one. However, I cheated on this one because it's technically horror and nerdiness combined. Oh. And I like to be able to do this to you guys yeah. sometimes. All right. So listen closely. This horror movie franchise entry includes two sci-fi legends in it in the same movie who are the legends and what is the movie christ i mean that's that, that's i'll so give you many. a hint i'll give you a hint released in 2000 i'll let you think about it and i'll give you another hint just in case you need one so we got two horror legends no yes. there are two sci-fi legends that are in this horror movie together 2000 is a franchise 2000 sci-fi legends horror movie from 2000 this one's gonna this one's gonna make it a little sweeter this movie features the worst haircut in the franchise oh scream and it's um <laughs> scream well scream three specifically and as far as the ooh, the two uh, sci-fi legends, you need so. you need both you need the legends names in order to uh yeah i know to get I the just... point uh, who would be sci-fi legends in that fucking movie? I mean, it's not James Silent Bob. Bob. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, oh, you can come on, steal it. You, you steal can it. it. Can I steal it? Can I yeah. Steal yeah. It? Hmm? Okay, it's gonna be um, Princess Leia herself. Oh, that's right. And who's the fucking other one? Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> is it? Is Mark Hamill in there? Nope. No. Steve, your chance. You got one of the actors. Yeah. Um. I I just I don't remember another horror legend. And the correct answer is you got Scream Three, you got Carrie Fisher, but you forgot Lance Henriksen. Fisher, (gasps) baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was director guy. That's right. Oh, you were so close yet so far. Bitch. (laughs) Is that it? That's it. That's it. All right, Steve, commanding first place two, Mono one, myself zero. Commanding. Man- I'm hey. one point. <laughs> yeah, two. two well, points. one over. One uh, yeah, I'm catching up, bitch. <laughs> Any man's game. <laughs> All right, Steve is your away. baby. You've waited. Give us that intro. Oh, I'm so excited. Bioshock. I think this is 2007. Uh, so this is a story of a guy. He's on a plane. And the plane crashes, and then he's stuck in the middle of the ocean. But there's a giant lighthouse in the middle of the ocean that he swims to. Uh, he goes inside the lighthouse, but lo and behold, it's not just any lighthouse. It uh, features an elevator or a pod that goes into this underwater city called Rapture. And he gets very conveniently an, a little video that explains everything. Uh, you get exposition dumped in that little trip that uh, basically shows that Andrew Ryan is the founder of this place called Rapture from the 1940s. Uh, He was tired of being kind of held down by government policies and religious policies. 
So he wanted to build this new underground city that was kind of, you know, without government and without uh, God, as he says it. So he can basically develop science at any rate that he wants without being, you know, having to worry about religious leader getting pissed off at it or government red tape and stuff like that. So he built this incredible city and he has this entire system. And while they were in that city, they uh, figured out different things like plasmids, which are special powers that you can grant to people. And also a power called Adam and Eve, which basically gives you energy and you're able to kind of release those powers. But of course, as people have these powers now, um, it started making everyone in Rapture crazy and the city falls and it just becomes crazy and it becomes a battle between different forces within Rapture. Uh, there's one girl who she's a research developer and she has all these little girls that are called little sisters who have the uh, Eve or is it the Adam? Uh, I think it's the Adam. They have the that, Adam. Yeah, they have the Adam that requires someone to be powered. So they are protected by these gigantic fucking creatures that they call big daddies. And yeah, it's just this guy I'm a trying big daddy to baby trying to find his way through Rapture and eventually get out. And he's helped by uh, this other guy called Atlas, who's communicating through like a transponder or something. And he tells him kind of where to go. And not only is he trying to get him out, but then he's trying to have him get him and his family out. And that's what, kind of what this story takes place. So I played the game. This is probably my fourth or fifth time uh, playing through this game. But I want to start with Mondo because it was his first time uh, experiencing this game. And I know how he loves first-person shooters. So I was oh, super curious man. to see how he thought of this. Well, I popped the Bioshock cherry. I am no longer a virgin when it comes to it. Um, I'll give you a few things and then we'll move over to Todd. This way we can kind of you know, have a bigger discussion, but yep. First time playing. I hate first person shooters, uh, but lo and behold, I had to pay for this, which means I had to play it or else it'd be terrible if I didn't. Um, so I got it on Xbox and it's the remastered version, which for a game, it's age, that remastered version was actually pretty damn clean looking. I mean, it was a remaster done, right? Um, no, I mean, I did run into one hiccup, but we'll get to that later. Um, but overall, intro, you know, you're following cra plane crashes, go to the lighthouse. Um, it was it was kind of cool. I've never can never say that I've ever played a game with this type of setting. You know, like we are going uh, underwater to this underwater city, and it's all steampunky, set in this you know 1950s, 60 kind of vibe. Um, it took a little getting used to for me initially because I'm used to playing either like sci-fi, fantasy, or modern day games. So this was a little bit different. But um, I gotta say, you know, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I was walking into. I, I didn't sit there. I wasn't bored. Um, there's some aspects that kind of bugged me. Again, we'll get to those in a little bit. But I don't know. It was just so different to me. The the monster when they finally introduced what they call the leatherheads, or there was the slicers. When they introduced the slicers, that shit was fucking creepy. And I think Todd early on said, is he going to be able to finish this game? Because he might get scared. Well, you weren't wrong because I was like, what the fuck was that? You know, you're playing. A, I've got very fortunate to have a pretty good headset. So it has um, that 3D audio. So you're like, where the fuck? I hear them coming from somewhere, but I don't see them. And then you look up and you're like, oh, my God, these spider walking exorcist motherfuckers are so scary. Um but I mean, 
I'll, I'm going to be honest, spoiler alert, this wasn't like, oh my gosh, breathtaking and stuff like you guys had. Not to take away from it, um, but you know, only starting off with one melee weapon, which is the same weapon throughout the game, it loses its effectiveness really quick. Um, I mean, obviously, you got to get the plasmids and the guns and stuff, but it was just crazy how quickly the enemies went from like easy, okay, I kind of get this, to like annoying as fuck well, for me personally. Um, especially when you're trying to fine tune that sensibility for first person shooting. Am I moving too fast, too slow? What's the happy medium? Cause these fucking monsters keep popping out of everywhere. Um, but a couple of quick things. I like the plasmids. I like the idea, uh, for, a, for a society, for Andrew Ryan to say like, Hey, I want to be away from society and religion and stuff. But then you have Bioshock and you create something, Adam and Eve. I'm like, huh? <laughs> That's a little on the nose there, but um yeah I'll, I'll leave it at that and i'll hand it over to todd before i get into crazy stuff that i really want to talk about i mean adam and eve he's creating his his new existence you know what i mean like this is like his, his uh, utopia yeah, exactly but um this is a, a top five all time for me um i love it man the splicers are fucking all creepy uh they say wacky ass shit which we'll cover later um the big daddy first time you see a big daddy with little sister is fucking great terrifying and and it's got a lot of heart a lot of heart man with the whole um potential family thing and the submarine scene that we have when the spices are attacking to you know i feel bad killing big daddies every single time you know even though they stomp your ass if you fucking get in front of them but when the little sisters are like why aren't you moving mr b and stuff like that i'm like oh god mr b wake up mr bubbles yeah it's sleep time or whatever mr bubbles um uh, and you know what i think the story is amazing the setting is phenomenal bar none you know what i mean um yeah so this is like third or fourth time playthrough and i'll leave it at this no gods or kings only man and you guys take it away where you want to go next um, yeah, so my quick thoughts of it are first, you have to remember that this was released in 2007. Like, yeah, to, this game still holds up in 2023 is pretty amazing because look at other games in 2007, and it, you know, this one is like was way ahead of its time, you know, and that yeah, definitely comes into consideration. Now, obviously, we played the remastered, so it looks better than it did in 2007, but it still looked great in 2007 as well. So, uh, I just I fell in love with this game. So this is early 360 when uh, it came out. And I remember 360 had uh, demos and I popped in the demo. I lived alone at the time and I played through the demo. It was basically from the beginning to uh, when the first big dad, when you see the first big daddy and that's when the the game ended. And I was like, fuck. So I, I like shut my 360 down and I drove to, you know, like uh, GameStop or EB Games or whatever it was called at the time. And I wanted Bioshock. Now, unfortunately, it wasn't out because, you know, uh, it took another month. But still, I need that game like immediately after playing it. And fuck, it's good. I, I love the atmosphere. I love the music. Um, the 1940s feel is great. Uh, I liked it every. So you play like on multiple different like kind of sections of Rapture. And each section of Rapture has its own feel. You know, it's like uh, there's a medical pavilion and there's like a water ice pavilion and an erotic art pavilion and a garden pavilion. And they all have this very unique feel to them. You know, there's even a lava one. 
So I like that a lot. And they kept introducing, you know, new types of enemies throughout the game. And you have a bunch of plasmids, so different powers you can use to strategically fight those enemies. Now, if you play at an easy setting, it, you'll tend to use kind of the, the same plasmids over and over. But once you play on like the insane mode, which is one of my playthroughs, uh, you need to use those plasmids super like smart. You need to use the plasmids that work for each situation. And it's it's like way more important. Now, is it a perfect game? No, of course. I have a couple complaints, but this is still my second favorite game of all time. I think it's like the poster child for like horror games. You know, it's just so well done and connected and creepy and great story. Great, It's just everything to me. Well, you talk about the chaps who play games on easy. Well, you're listening to one of them because I wasn't about to go into this game trying to challenge myself the challenge was to make sure i get through a first person shooter game from beginning to end and that's kind of what i went into it with because i didn't want to be like oh i hate first person shooters so i'm just not going to give this game any any harder and i'm not gonna pay attention i didn't want to go in that way i wanted to know now with our experiences that we had playing uh, friday the 13th when you're in the zone you're in the fucking zone with this game or any game so there are some story elements that i was kind of like what did I miss? Because I was so concentrated on killing these enemies that I feel like I missed the dialogue that would kick up. Um, but I don't know. Some of the things for me personally for this game is that combo that you were just talking about, how you, you want to do a combo, like whether it be electrify someone and hit them with a wrench. Like I never spent enough time looking at that combos and what was their weaknesses, especially because for whatever reason, you had to use a camera to take pictures of the enemy like it was Pokemon Snap and figure out what their weaknesses were. Like, I'm just trying to survive. These fuckers are hitting me. I don't want to hold on. Wait, pause. Let me take a picture of you so I well, know what to you get didn't to. You have to do that. No, was, but that wasn't it, like it, you couldn't get through the game without doing that. No, but I found myself at times fighting like the harder enemies, like the leatherheads, and I'm like, they're not being affected at all by what I'm doing. And then I'm like, let me use a different plasmid. And then you use ice and freeze them, and then Tommy gun and fucking shatter them real quick. So there are some caveats to knowing what you're doing, which I can't say that I 100% knew what I was doing on some parts of this game. Um, but for me, another thing that I kind of was like, oh, man, and, and you make a good point, Steve. It was in 2007, and that's what I kept trying to remind myself with because I feel like that intro when you're getting into Rapture and you're seeing it for the first time is so fucking cool. You see the big daddy um, and the little sister like out on the end, like in one of the tubes. But after that, you get into a bath sphere, and there's never that type of feeling again like yeah there's different zones different areas you're right they have their own feels whether it's the fisherman place uh sander cohen's place or whatever but i would love to have had that traversing in the bass sphere and seeing like i'm leaving this section and i'm going to this cool new section you have to play part two then yeah i don't i don't know that i'll get to two unless you guys pick it um andrew ryan and uh fontaine are both assholes in my book when it comes to this game i mean they're just fucking assholes like completely the little sisters were cool i i really was taken back to those days of infamous or kotor when you're like do i make the light side decision or the dark side and i'm like they're little girls i can't fucking do anything that mean to them so it's like no no thank you mister i'm like i felt rewarded every time but that being said I don't remember how many little sisters there are in this game because I felt like every time I thought I got like 10 or 12 of them, there's always one more. 
And then I'd get the prompts every now and then. You haven't found all the little sisters. You're not powerful enough. I'm like, well, I'm not waiting. I'm not going back. Yeah, you, I don't the, think... tri the trick is you'll see a big daddy by himself, and you have to follow him, and then he'll knock oh, on the okay. gate, and then his little sister will come out. See, I didn't, I know at the end of the game you have to hit the thing with the wrench and they come out, but I saw some big daddies by themselves, which big daddies in general in this game, my first experience, holy fuck, those beefy motherfuckers, they're intimidating, and they fuck you up if you're not ready for them. I mean, holy shit. Um, but a couple more things here, if you guys don't mind. I didn't like the arrow for navigation because... It just didn't work effectively to me. I kind of felt like we were back to Jedi Fallen Order sometimes with the navigation uh, for this place. You go to the map, and it's just fucking platforms with arrows and shit. And I'm like, dude, this is why I don't build shit at home and why my wife does it, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, collecting missions for me in this game, I wanted to fucking throw something a few times. Because there's times where you have to find distilled water, six of them. Uh seven of these items and you have to go back and forth here it's like these levels were so small yet at times they felt so big because your arrow would just stop and you just had to search and i was like nope can't do that um using the camera for the weapon or for, for weaknesses i talked about that the fucking robot alarms if i ever have to hear those fucking alarms again you gotta I'm gonna, hack them Dude, them, dude, I can't tell you how many times they're wop, 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 and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, I don't I know need, how to. I need hack. to. I need to coach you. We're gonna. We're gonna replay. You're I don't have it. time to play gonna, a mini. You're gonna hit it with electric bolt, bolt, and then you're gonna fucking hack that shit. Come listen, on, man. listen. I fucking set off the camera, and then I go to disarm. It's like you either pay or you play a mini game, and I'm like. I don't want to play a fucking mini game because I suck it. I think I won one the whole time. Um, I just ran away from the fuckers. Those stupid things kicked your ass. Uh, I hate, I hated not uh, hearing the enemies, but not seeing them because they were always like somewhere else than I was Uh big daddy stunning. Uh, but possibly one of my biggest pet peeves was the cap on money and ammo in this game. You could only get $500 and you cap out on ammo real quick and it just i found my time uh, a lot of times where i'm like okay i have too much money buy ammo i have too much ammo i need money it was just like it was never ending for me so that's just a couple of things i have a couple more but i don't want to keep ranting on yet yeah the only thing bad about this game is you playing it wrong um let's see <laughs> nah like i don't have a lot to add because i i just i love this game and I can see navigation being an issue. Um, the only times it really fucked up is like when you went up like an elevator or something. Um, and the only time I was really frustrated was when you're building the antidote for the forest. Um, and yes. Then when, and then when you're gathering big daddy supplies, but those fucking boots were hidden for half an hour. Yeah. But hey, it, nothing really ever stopped me. Um, which was good too about my playthrough is I still have my old shit. And as soon as you get to medical pavilion, it lets you, you get all your powers back like instantly. So I was running through that motherfucker, just like, nope, you're not a problem. You're not a problem. These splicers are talking shit. I'm like, nope, fireball. Like, so, yeah. But uh, did you pick up audiobooks? Because audiobooks are fucking phenomenal in this game. Like, you just, you, you hit them on, you hit them, and then you just walk around to your thing. And it's like really good voice acting. I fucking excellent. Because, a lot of games too, and I'm playing Dead Space 2 right now. It's like you pick up a, most of them are like 
text logs. I'm like, I'm not going to stop the game and read the text, but with audio, dude, you just, you play it and keep running. I love that aspect. That's yeah. a no for me, dog. <laughs> that's, and that's a good point, Todd. The, like the fucking voiceovers in this are fantastic. And all the characters had such like depth to them. You know, uh, every level you'd have kind of a antagonist for that lover, for that level. And a lot of it was played through those audio logs uh, you know, Dr. Steinman in the medical pavilion. You had, of course, uh, Sandra Cohen, uh, you know, the artsy level. And you had, um, I forget her name, but the 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 woman that, like, has the little sisters. Tannenbaum, uh, I think. Yeah, that's right, Tannenbaum. So it's just so good. Like, it's so good the way that their, their voices worked and everything like that. Uh, my nitpicks, really, because I, I think the game is amazing. Uh, I was tired of hacking after a while because, like Todd... I don't deal with shit, so I hacked everything possible, uh, and I made sure to get all the like ch- all the stuff that would make me not have to hack. You know, like auto hacking for most of the stuff, just because I was so tired of it. I actually like the money cap because I'm very stingy. I'm I'm notoriously stingy in video games. I will always finish the game with a million potions and stuff because I'm so afraid to use them in case I need them at some point. So it forced me to spend money. So I was constantly spending money. I'd okay, I'm gonna buy bullets this time. I'm gonna bring myself back to two hundred dollars so I can, you know. Uh so I thought that was good because that forced me to to do stuff. Uh I agree with you with the pictures though. So I picture I took pictures of everything. I got that achievement because I never played the remastered, so it was all new achievements for me. Uh so that was annoying. Just trying to especially when I only had like two types of splicers left. It was like, okay, that's the wrong one, that's the wrong one. So I'd have to like take like eight pictures of them you know in a row this is shit houdini splicers right yeah exactly you know, stuff like that so that was annoying not my favorite but still it's an optional thing right i don't have to do that it just it makes them easier to kill after because it gives you a a bonus damage i loved using the plasmids and just fucking around with them and using the different ones trying to see what they do and stuff like that i thought that was a ton of fun uh, using like your Jedi powers to fucking throw dynamite back at characters and shit like that. Amazing. I, I just, man, I love this game so much. And the story's great. Like, I, I was really invested in the story when I first played in 2007 and when I played again in 2023. And I was just such a great story. And I was interested to see where it goes next and couldn't wait to get to Andrew Ryan. And it was just, yeah, it was cool. And see, I liked, um, like for you who didn't know, because I think I told you guys, I'm like, I don't know. I'm stuck in this game. Like, I don't know where to fucking go because I have to jump over a box and every button that I've normally have ever pressed in my life of gaming has been like a maybe B to crouch. And I'm like, I can't figure this shit out. Well, just so you know, if you're playing the remastered version, the jumping button is Y, which is totally fucking weird. Which they fucking uh, teach you, don't they? In the I don't remember. Fucking, I don't fucking oh remember. <laughs> I don't remember. But I got stuck. I had to YouTube it. But to piggyback off of you guys, the plasmid play in this game is fucking cool. And the fact that you're you physically are seeing the change with fire snapping your fingers, lightning, ice, fucking psychic, all that stuff was really cool. Um, I, I enjoyed it. The gameplay, like the gunplay, wasn't bad. Um, it wasn't great, but I I mean I didn't hate it. Um, it was very like it. I got the anxiety of playing this game. Like, fuck, I don't want to die. I, I mean, I wasn't going to die. I was playing on easy, but still, you know, like you're saying, Steve, you hoard all these potions. I'm at like nine plus uh, fucking life. I'm like at eight plus Eve potions and I have to use one and I immediately get pissed off because I'm like, I don't want to use this. 
Um, but even like things in this game where you collect like glue and other items in order to make new things, I never really spent my time doing it. I just spent my time focusing on weapons and plasmids, and that was it throughout this game. One of my favorite parts, though, even though it was annoying to put together the Big Daddy, when you fucking put on like the fucking front part and you get that bubble vision that is the Big Daddy, I was like, this is fucking cool. I hate escort missions, which I think a lot of people do. So escorting that little sister through that fucking end towards the end. Oh, my God. I was like, hurry up, big daddy. We got to go. I'm like, bitch, I'm waiting for you. Hurry up. Um, But it was so much fun. I did enjoy the game. I didn't hate it. So I just I I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you guys did because you guys have played it like four or five times. Um, I love the the story was great. Um, The easy uh, the final boss was super fucking easy. I beat him in less than a minute, um, which was really hilarious because after all the difficulties I ran into trying to find jumping, I beat this fucker in like half, like not even 45 seconds. And that good ending that you can get from this, if you, you know, harvest, not harvest, but you free them all, the little sisters. I really like that ending. It was really cool. So um, overall, I, I did enjoy the game. And if you don't mind, well, y'all let you rate it and then I'll rate it afterwards. We got questions too. Oh, yeah, we do. I was just pulling them up right now. What do you have, Todd? I was going to say, the only ending I've ever seen is the good ending where they go off to college and get married. All those sisters yeah. die and they all hold your hand. Uh, do Apparently, it's a really bad one. Well, if you probably harvest them, I'm sure. Yeah, if you harvest them. So the, the differences between harvesting and not harvesting little sisters, um, if you don't, like you said, uh, basically they help you throughout the game. She gives you extra shit. Like she gives you a package once in a while Adam. saying... Yeah, Adam, and it gives you like a little care it's package. It's a teddy bear with extra stuff, yeah. Right, exactly. So she gives you that stuff. And also, uh, when you get to, you you get to see her at one point, and there are a bunch of little sisters there, like playing and stuff like that. Yeah. If you do harvest them, they're not there. So it's just her in the room kind of being pissed off. And I think from memory, if you finish it with harvesting the sisters, um, you get, you you essentially become Atlas. Like, you eventually take his place as ruler of rapture with the whole like you know crazy powers thing and stuff like that and the reason and this is an interesting choice that they give you and why it makes it a little bit more difficult so if you choose to save the sisters you get like 40 atom but if you harvest them you get like 80 atom so yeah you have to balance like do i want less atom and save her or do i want more atom and you know be stronger earlier in the game however if you save them all uh it eventually becomes better to save them because at the end of the game you'll have more atom than if you had harvested the whole time so it's a balanced thing and there's also one more big decision you have to make uh for sander cohen you either kill him uh after his level or you don't if you kill him uh, you, you get to like there's like a chest under this like glass dome that you can get that has a bunch of stuff in it just random like you know goodies I did if both you... what? You did both? <laughs> I did both uh, I saved it, and did it. right <laughs> but if you save him later in a later level you go to like the apartments and his apartment is open and he's in there so it gives you access to that apartment which you wouldn't normally have and then you can kill him and then there's one of those weapon upgrade things in there that you would miss had you killed him the first time. So 
I, I love those awesome. weapon upgrades. The the visual changes to the gun were really fucking cool. Yeah, and were. it really makes a huge impact on that gun in general. Yeah, and so. we, we I just one last thing I want to talk about before we get to the questions and then the rating. Uh, what did you think of the twist, Mondo? So the twist being that uh, the guy you've been talking to the whole time wasn't uh, who he said he was. He was actually Not controlling you. Yeah, he was actually controlling you by saying, "Would you kindly?" Would you kindly? Before every sentence, which activates almost like winter soldier like yeah you know, code that would activate something in your brain that would make you have to do what he tells you to do so i thought it was really cool um it was it was very clever of them to have done that um because i knew something was up you know something's up you're not just going to crash land a plane next to this fucking lighthouse it takes you to this fucking underwater there was something going on i just didn't know there was going to be that i think what the bigger twist for me was the fact that how much of a fucker andrew ryan was to the point where he lets you fucking kill him with a fucking golf club because he wants to go out his way but the fact that atlas and fontaine end up becoming they're one in the same and you basically did all that dirty work for him to make him a ruler and the game could have very well ended right there but it continued where you redeem it right where you try to uh, make up for your for your bad decisions so i liked it i liked that story uh, excuse me that story was really fucking it was good. It wasn't top tier last of us, but for the time and era, it was really fucking, I enjoyed it. So getting to the questions real quick from cosmic apotheosis. Uh, first question is favorite plasmid to use during the game. Uh, definitely the ice one later on in the game for me personally. I used uh, electric constantly. So that one. Uh, I used electric most of the time because that's how you can hack shit. So it's super useful for hacking turrets and uh, bots and like all that kind of stuff. But if I'm fighting people, I really like the fire. So that was a, a fun one. See, and I felt the I felt like the fire and the electricity really kind of ran out of there. Unless you upgraded them later on. I didn't feel like they were strong. And then the ice one, you fucking freeze those motherfuckers and shoot them. So I was like, oh, I'll take that. <laughs> um, which plasma did you wish you had in real life? I want to get the attract the big daddy so I could fucking throw it at something and just have that big daddy follow me around. Doom, 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 doom. Probably the vortex trap. <laughs> I think just I used fuck, that once. Just fuck with people. Uh, is there a mind control one? I think there is, right? Yeah, you turn uh, yeah, the anger, the rage, or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ice would be good because then you can, like, you know, have ice cubes in your drink all the time. And... <laughs> that's like crazy alright and I believe the final question here is do you think they should include a sidekick dog character with the insect swarm plasmids so that he has bees in his mouth and when he barks he shoot bees at people absolutely love the fucking idea because that would be cool a sidekick would have made that game a little bit more enjoyable for me where it's not just me that's that's what uh, in, infinite is like is it you got a sidekick yeah, in, on in that infinity one? Is, yeah you have a sidekick the whole time Oh, that would have been cool in this one. A like dog with plasma powers. Give me those bees, man. Help yeah, me no, out. No, no bees in the mouth, but you do. You do oh, I can't. My uh, candy man. And, and just for the record, just for the last question there, I, I definitively take ice. And every time I would use my ice power, I would say an Arnold Schwarzenegger line for Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you got to say it. Every time you bring it what up, you got to say the it. dinosaurs. The ice age. <laughs> ice age. <laughs> every time I would make a, I, I'd take one of the lines. Yeah, buddy. What would yeah. you roll with, Todd? What was the question? If you uh, or no, excuse me, it was uh the bees in the mouth. Did you did you pick the plasmid? Yeah, you did pick a plasmid. Yeah, I Sorry. The plasmid, yeah. All right. Would but you I like the dog he, with the bees he, in the mouth? Wasn't he quoting? Wasn't he quoting Austin Powers? 
Was he? I thought he was. I don't know. With the, You're with lost, the bees dude. In the mouth? No, no, the no. bees in the mouth. Isn't that from a movie? What's that from then? Candyman? <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm going to look it up. Maybe I'm thinking about uh, sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sharks with lasers on the head. I would love the companion dog. So um, rate it, dude. Steve, it's your game, man. What do you rate it? It's your, well, you spoiled it. Uh, All time yeah, favorite game. Se- second favorite after Minecraft. Uh, five out of five. I mean, it's like as close to a perfect narrative game as you get. You know, like you have that Last of Us uh, right up there, you know, two and three. So absolutely love it and and even on my like fourth or fifth playthrough i had a fucking blast and uh yeah but i think bioshock 2 and infinity are gonna happen at some point like i mean you know to obviously take a break for a while and i think one day they will be revisited Uh, we will go to either rapture or columbia let's do rapture again Hmm. and to correct myself he was quoting the simpsons homer simpson said dogs with bees in their mouths so get off the okay. back um <laughs> bioshock's five out of five man i love this game i love the series part two i think is a slight step below but not that far um and then part three is a step below that one but not that far either so they're all fucking great but bioshock one five out of five don't take my uh rating to be anything as close to the guys who actually played it more than once this was my first time play um but for me i enjoyed the story i enjoyed the plasmids the gunplay um, I loved using the Tommy gun. That was my main weapon. And then the shotgun. I wish it had more rounds. But long story short, enjoyable game. Definitely should play it. I gave it a three out of five. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, every, man. Every the... episode, there's one grump. Every episode. There, every... I, just, I wasn't grumpy. Someone different. It was me last week. So, or last there you episode. Go. So it's fine. It happens. Show enough. <laughs> Show enough. <laughs> oh man but that's it for our bioshock review however todd sir announcement your next game pick well i like horror and i like video games and And we played we're (laughs) resident evil 8 village yeah i don't even know that game yet we are going back to space with dead space part two yes let's play it Oh, the Ishimura, I'm coming back, baby. There's a little Isaac Clark is ready to kill some more. Let's do it. Ooh, underrated character, in my opinion. Underrated series in general. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice that we're finally I know even though it's just a remake, uh, it's nice that Dead Space is like back in the you know, back in the spotlight because I hope that means we're gonna get a Dead Space 4. So I can't wait. To, uh, give me a pick. Dead Space series in the same vein of Last of Us. I'll oh my God! One, uh, so. John Carpenter wants to do one. He wants to. So give it to amazing. him. I'm down. Yeah. All right. So Dead Space Two is going to be our next game that we're playing. However, our next show will finally be diving back into the movies, and we're going to be watching Grandma's Boy. So yeah. uh, another first timer for me. But I can't, I can't wait for you to shit on it and be the grump. <laughs> I think she invented the hand job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Holly Shore's in it, right? No, nope. no, no, no. Okay. No, no. Well, somebody's going to be in it that I'm going to be mad. Nick Swartzen's in it. Oh, I like Nick Swartzen. Uh, Doris uh, from was it Everybody Loves Me and His Mom? Is that who was in it? Uh, yes. Oh shit. Actually, yeah. Well, I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to talk about it, gentlemen. As always, it's been great. Thank you, the listeners. Thank you for the questions. Um, go find yourself in Rapture. Maybe you'll wake up next to a fucking Fontaine or something or a Big Daddy. So, have a good night. Thank you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.
I am Andrew Ryan, and I'm here to ask you a question. Is a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow? No, says the man in Washington, it belongs to the poor. No, says the man in the Vatican, it belongs to God. No, says the man in Moscow, it belongs to everyone. I rejected those answers. Instead, I chose something different. I chose the impossible. I chose... When I snap my fingers and these bodies say short, I am hot, and you're not. But if you want to hang with me, I'll give it one shot. Time.